Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. Taking a, doing a photo shoot in lingerie and like catering to the male gaze, you could perhaps say. Yeah. No non-stretch is cancelled. I mean, it's just absurd that we are not in marginalised bodies and it's hard for us to shop. Low rises back, those like... Oh, low rises is <laughs> sin. Before we start this podcast, I would like to acknowledge that we are on stolen and unceded lands of the Yagara and Turrbal people here in the Brisbane region and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Yep. Uh, welcome back to the Weekly Cheat. Welcome back. Today, we're talking about a... Um, Cause much... very far away from my heart. <laughs> <laughs> we hate it. We hate it. Um, but it's something that we know that our... Uh, followers want us to talk about well i think it sprung up when we were a few weeks ago we did an episode where the central question was like what is um something feminine like a part of the feminist movement that you can't get behind like mm-hmm. basically something that you oppose even though you consider yourself to be a feminist or or progressive and one of the things that came up that i shared like one of the sticker whatever the fuck Instagram talk responses. things, the responses. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really Instagram talk. A reply. I've never um, heard this word before Instagram <laughs> An answer um, that we, uh, we received. And then I posted on our stories and we got heaps of messages about it because I think that what we're going to talk about today, I don't think is talked about very frequently. So essentially I shared like this person was basically like, I can't get behind the body positivity movement. And I agree with that but when i i when i shared this answer i also put a poll beneath saying like agree disagree with that answer right and in flux of messages a lot of people saying like i don't understand how you could oppose body positivity and i don't really reply to any of these because there was heaps and i sometimes i'm just not in the zone to explain or get into it because it is a long conversation essentially what we're talking about today is the body positivity movement its problems and the idea of body neutrality mm-hmm. so i'll take it away <laughs> <laughs> i was like pass back i don't know if so, you were. <laughs> so. hopefully christmas has something to say that's all i prevent <laughs> Yeah, that's me done for this episode. Guys, <laughs> we attempted to write a, a sort of short ebook mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, before cheek on this topic, mm-hmm. body neutrality is something that's really not talked about, and I think that people rarely delve into the central issues with the body positivity movement. Yes, do you want to start with what the problems with body positivity? Well. I'm, I want to start on a p- more positive note, Ugh, if that's all right. We hate that around here. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unlike me for anyone who's listened to any episode of the podcast. I'm shocked. They always know that I'm usually the one to be like, well, I hate this and this is the problem with that. And me to be like, oh, but what about you? are oh, like, but- no, no. Um, so the body positivity movement was initially created by and for people in marginalized bodies. Yes. So larger bodies, um, black bodies for people of color, people with disabilities, like bodies that are not accepted in the mainstream. So I think the initial idea of body positivity and like back when I remember like the first time I had an interaction with body positivity, I think it was quite a, a nice thing. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it was a reaction to like this, push to be a skinny 
white model looking woman. It was like the antidote to that Kate Moss quote. Oh, what is it? Um, Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Yeah, which is the most ridiculous I've ever heard. Anyway, like there's so many things. Have you ever had a McDonald's chip? I I was hoping you would say that. I love McDonald's chips. Anyway. I can't believe I fell into the trap. I don't even like them that much. I like KFC better. Oh, queen. queen. (laughs) It's so predictable. You're disgusting. Check out one of our really old posts on Cheek where we, I ranked the, um, takeaway chips. God, we were so baby back then. (laughs) I can't believe we used to do that. No one would give it a fuck about that sort of stuff. We posted it now. (laughs) Um, and now we talk about rape culture. Yeah. Anyway, you can talk about both. Okay. Queens. It's okay to be silly sometimes. <laughs> hey, I'm, a, I'm just in a silly goofy mood. <laughs> what the fuck am I? I sound like an elder millennial when I talk like this. Wow. No, I'm not an elder millennial, so I'm not offended by that. You just Carry like, on, what's your Harry Potter house and how do you feel about the word moist? <laughs> do you know, I was scrolling through TikTok because obviously TikTok has a very like, has a hatred of millennials. Oh God, you're as so a, oppressed, as queen. As a victim myself. Um, and there was this, like, I was just scrolling through and these, this woman who I actually follow and I like her content, she was like, oh, like, it was like a vlog. It was like me and my boyfriend are going out today. We're in our matching varsity Hogwarts jerseys. And I just... I fucking scrolled so quick because I was like, I don't want the algorithm to think. Sounds that like I a this. fucking couple of Hufflepuffs to me. <laughs> One of them was a Hufflepuff. That's at least. embarrassing. Slytherin anyway, over here. You are Slytherin. Yeah, I got Hufflepuff on Pottermore. God, that is so embarrassing. I know, I don't. I, I would actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna advise you to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. A Gen Z is bullying me. <laughs> Born in '98. I just like made the just, cut off. Just yeah. made it. Anyway. So back in the olden days when body positivity was more in the olden days, like three years ago, you know, it was birth in like 2014. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The t- this specific term. Yeah. The movement has been around for decades. So, oh, okay. It just wasn't called body positivity. Right. It was like pushing back against fat, fat phobia. That's where it started. Right. From what I read. I'm sure there's lots of different. Okay. Anyways. So. I guess you could say back before body body positivity became a hashtag. Um, I think it was, it did have definitely like good elements. And I think a lot of people who were, who who were or are in marginalized bodies probably gravitated towards it quite strongly. Um, But I think it since has been co-opted. Yes. By. Skinny white women. Yes. Who are doing my favorite. I mean, maybe the most obvious version of this is when you see a, thin white woman meeting every beauty stand under the sun who posts a two photo post one is like a before and after and it's showing usually everyone knows this when they've eaten a meal and they push their stomach out Mm -hmm. to the point where it's like you know a roll it's like a fold or and they're bending over so much that they're basically like a you. They're basically like, hunchback of Notre Dame themselves <laughs> in order to get one singular role to be yeah. able to post a hashtag body positivity post. Yeah. The movement isn't for you. No. You're co-opting it. Exactly. That's the biggest issue. I think another one is um, when we see on TikTok and things like I, I'm sure a lot of people see these sort of videos where women will say like, no, it's not possible to have a flat stomach because that little pouch is like your uterus. Mm. Um, what? Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah. Because that's like a body positive, like trying to be encouraging about having like a stomach. Mm -hmm. No, like let's not talk about 
I don't know how to criticize this in an effective it's way. It's not only okay because it's a uterus. Yes. Like some people have fat there. Some people have a uterus there. Some people it's completely flat. Like I think it's just like. But it's these weird words of encouragement where it's like that's not the point of the movement at all. No. It's like, oh, it's okay because there's a reason for it. Yeah. That's what it is. It's giving it a reason. Yeah. And I think that um, a lot of the backlash, because I'm not, I'm really not on that side of TikTok. Because oh, I am. A lot of that is on TikTok. But I, I'm on the side of TikTok where people react to that kind of stuff. Mm. Congratulations. And, you are better than everyone. Thank you so much. I have made it. Um, and I think that when people do, when, you know, people in like larger bodies or women of color are responding to these skinny white women on TikTok who are like body positivity when they're like a yeah. size six, um, I think the backlash to the backlash, like the, the critiques that the skinny white women would come back with is like, well, like, aren't, aren't I allowed to have an insecurity as well? Aren't I allowed to, <sighs> well, like. Of course you are. Yeah. Of course you are. Like you could be the hottest person in the world and the least secure person in the world. And like, I'm not saying like to many extents, women are all oppressed by the patriarchy. Some women to a much greater extent than others, um, based on, you know, a range of factors. Exactly. But it's not like, it's not your space to be in and you're, you are taking it from from what well, from people who it is actually for because i think the point is that when you take up that space it feeds into the beauty standard more exactly and you're just saying like now this is a standard because that's the content that gets popularized yeah because again we're just uplifting and elevating that standard again and again because the people in minority groups who are supposed to be the represented bodies in that sphere mm -hmm. are only getting fed your content because you meet the algorithm sense of standard of beauty as well. Exactly. Like it is just this awful, evil, vicious cycle that keeps going on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And I think that like body neutrality, in my opinion, is what I would prefer to like, that's something that I would prefer to subscribe to. Um, and I think it has been a bit of a reaction to the, body positivity movement getting out of hand, perhaps you could say. And it's more like, you know, I mean, it's, it's quite obvious in the, what it's called, like being feeling neutral towards your body. Like it's just a body that I use to like live in. And it's like the body that allows me to like do this and that and move around the world and do the activities that I like to do. Yeah. It's actually just the aim of the game is to not think about your body as anything other than a device yeah. for your fucking brain to be transported basically. Yeah. Right. Um, but then again, is there, in your view, is there power to, or is there substance to feeling attractive? Uh, I mean, it's everyone's different opinion. Like for me, but I feel like you're the, you are the only person I've ever met that I believe has achieved body neutrality. Well, thank you, queen. I, but I've never met someone who's just so like, I would never think about it. Yeah. It's not very common. I know, but that's, this is what I'm saying. Like I would find it very hard to move into that space because I think that we're all so socialized to think mm -hmm. about our bodies all the time. And I don't think that's valuable. I don't think it's helpful, but for people who are in marginalized bodies who achieve body positivity, right? Mm -hmm. Is there a benefit to that over body neutrality? Do you think that's just a product of an environment where we are trained and constantly aiming towards feeling hot or feeling like, should we, should we be aspiring to that? Which one is preferred? Not to get into a dangerous space here. Well, 
I have a hot take on this. Go on. That I think might be unpopular. Okay. But I have noticed something and I like, I don't really, I don't know if it's my right to say, to say this, but I will. Okay. I'm so scared. Me before. Um, I've just noticed a lot of like a lot of rhetoric around body positivity and like feeling good in your body and kind of like the reaction to pushing away diet culture is things like taking a, doing a photo shoot in lingerie and like catering to the male gaze, you could perhaps say. Mm. And I, I don't know how I feel about that. And I don't know that that truly is like, is that really escaping everything that we're trying to fight by subscribing to, you know, body positivity or body neutrality or like rejecting diet culture? See, this is interesting because I feel like this this is like an intersection of a few different beliefs, right? Mm. Because, for example, a few weeks ago on the pod, we're talking about these anti-feminist ideas. Mm. And you were like, we had a bit of a challenge about me saying, well, men don't deserve to be sent nudes because they're works of art, right? Yeah. But then you were like, well, it is empowering. Mm -hmm. And like, it's it's an act women do, right? So, and then on the other side of the coin, we also did an episode about Celeste Barber and Emily Ratajkowski, where you were sort of talking, we, we disagreed quite, like quite significantly about, um, you know, me saying, can you post like a sexual photo and it not be for the male gaze and how to determine intent and are we objectifying ourselves and are we sexualizing ourselves and blah, 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 blah. The episode was called, is it feminist to objectify yourself? I think so. But this is where it gets confusing for me because you're saying, you know, when, when we're going for like lingerie photos and blah, 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 blah. But that's confusing because you're saying on one hand, you're saying on one hand, well, we should be able to send nudes. It's not problematic at all. It's empowering. Mm-hmm. And then the second point is, but it's for the male gaze and we shouldn't do that. So how does that work? How does that fit in here with your view? Because <sighs> you... <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's because I see like sexy lingerie as specifically pan- pandering to the male gaze. Just the idea of the, yeah, yeah, and that's my personal opinion. Like I can see be, that. I mean, I don't see very much lingerie in like queer spaces. That's really interesting. I've never thought about that before, but I don't know. So I don't know enough about queer spaces to know if I agree or disagree or even have an opinion. Yeah, I don't think I'm invited to have an opinion. No, no. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, you're straight, Hannah. <laughs> it's just that, like, I don't, like, lingerie was created for the male gaze. But but at the same time, like, how many women ask men for nudes? I don't know. I think, like, <laughs> it's like on Euphoria, 99% of dick pics are unsolicited, oh, right? Of course. When we think about it like that, I, I can't get the difference between lingerie and a nude. But what, but what, okay. What about in like relationships between two women? Do you think there's a lot more likely to be nude scent or lingerie worn? I don't know because I actually think that there's been a movement towards lingerie being for the individual. Do you? Yeah. Hmm. I, but I also think that like, I don't, I think you'd be surprised. I think a lot of people in relationships that aren't heterosexual would be interested in buying lingerie. It probably wouldn't be the sort of lingerie that we see in fucking Honey Birdette. Yeah. But also because no one buys from there because they don't pay their workers. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> or let them go to the toilet. Sold, by the way. Um, yeah. But I, what I think is that 
we are moving away from that lacy frilly shit and into a different sphere as yeah. well. Yeah. But for example, um, I've had people buy me lingerie in the past and I've been very offended by that because it's not a gift for me, is it? Yeah, no, I don't like that. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just think that like it does become, it's just a question that I've had and something I have noticed that like the idea of like, um, own your body and like be sexy, however you look and like be you and embrace yourself. Like, I just feel like that rhetoric has been tied so tightly with like conforming to the male gaze. Yes. But isn't body positivity, isn't body positivity saying if you don't have that body, you should still feel that way in your body. So I think it's like, that's, I think that, but isn't that saying if you don't look that way, it's okay. You can still look hot to men. No, don't I don't think, think so. so. I think that the aim is if your body, because I think if body positivity is about looking at marginalized bodies that don't fit the gaze, right? Saying, ignore the gaze. You need to feel this way about yourself in your own body, regardless of that. Mm -hmm. And not aim for that. Yeah. Because I don't think it's asking you to change. And I don't think it's asking you to appeal to the male gaze. Mm -hmm. I think it's saying we're disregarding that and we're moving towards a space where we can all feel like this regardless of the body that we're in and how do we teach ourselves to feel this way without meeting that stereotype and without having to aim for that stereotype like how do we take away those barriers yeah so i i, I don't think but but i think that the the run-on effect is that if the more women the more the more people generally that feel that way about their body, the more that it deconstructs deconstructs the purpose of this, the beauty standard. Yes, I agree. So I think then it adds threat to the modeling industry, mm -hmm. to all these industries that aren't size inclusive. I think that it breaks down what they are and who they represent. And, and I think that they probably should feel scared and threatened by the idea that they're not going to be the ideal soon. Yeah. I think for me, and I don't want to put, um, as usual, and I always say this, but I don't want to put, um, any like individual blame when I'm saying, when I'm talking about like the idea of, um, reclaiming your body or embracing yourself, um, when you're not the beauty standard, I'm not saying like, you're not allowed to wear lingerie. I just think it's like, it's just, I think it's like part of the process to moving to the next level. And for me, I just feel a bit weird that it's kind of i think it's almost been capitalized upon by like i see i don't know it's just a, a weird a thought that i had that i don't know it's, it's not fully formed but it's just like a thing that i'm like that's interesting but i also think the question is like i don't really like lingerie myself do you no that's the thing i think it's like it's based on what an individual finds comforting for themselves what i don't i don't like when other people gift unless it's like a an agreed thing yeah i don't find it like nice to be gifted that sort of thing because i'm like well this is just you creating a fantasy and projecting yeah. that onto my body and that doesn't and i know that's for a lot of people that might be like the most ridiculous thought ever and they well, love it but I, I think it comes back to our personal opinions of lingerie and how it makes us feel but the other thing is like i can understand how lingerie empowers some people but i don't see how it would be empowering if you didn't even pick it out yeah so true like this have I mean, you ever seen a see man pick nice lingerie <laughs> Jesus. It, I can see how someone would like want to pick out their own outfit and find that empowering. Absolutely. But that's how I feel about every day when I pick clothes. Like it's like, I want to pick something that I feel good in Yeah, and some things work and some things don't with lingerie. It's just like, Oh, I just don't like, 
I feel like I'm acting outside of my own character. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I'm being put into place into someone else's idea of what's hot. Yeah. And if, but that, again, the reason I don't want to like, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying, but I just think it's probably because of my personal opinion on laundry and how it makes me feel. Yeah. It's just something that I've seen online a lot that I'm like, mm, is that really achieving? I don't know. I just think it's interesting that like the way that the male gaze like does subscribe to that. Yeah. And instead of being like, well, that's, I guess that does like lead in perfectly into why I prefer the idea of body neutrality for me personally, because instead of like, for me to some extent, and obviously everyone can have their own interpretation, but to some extent, body positivity is being like, it's okay if you're not X, Y, and Z, you're still hot. So it's okay. Don't worry. You're, you still look good. Mm. Even if you're not skinny, that's okay. You still look good. But for me, it's kind of just like. Being hot is not interesting to me. Like I don't, I don't feel drawn to that. I don't care. Yeah. Like I don't want someone to say, "Oh, but you're pretty too." I, I just want to be. I just want to make the point that it's like I, it's not something I, that I care about nor think about. It's kind of like don't think about elephants. Yeah. That's the vibe of you're not skinny, but it's okay. Like exactly. I, that's what I get from that is like it's just rem a reminder. So I get what you're saying, but I think I think the central messaging of body positivity, if acted on correctly, is lovely. Yeah. Because I don't think, and this is just absolutely honest, I will never get to a place of body neutrality. Never. Yeah. In my entire life, I will not. Mm -hmm. Because I am not you, one. Weak I am. <laughs> but <laughs> I am and have always been obsessed mm -hmm. with feeling hot. And I don't. And I don't think I ever have. I might one day, but I don't. And that's just the truth. But I can't walk past a reflection without being like, oh, is my belt? Like, is, is everything in place? Like, I, I'm – and it's not I, – I, the thing is, it's like I don't think the word is vain. Like, I can't not look in the mirrors, but it's more because I'm like, oh, pimple. Oh, it's not me looking, oh, I look good. Sometimes maybe one every 15 days I'm like, oh, I look nice today. Mm -hmm. But on the whole, it's like me checking that everything's okay. Like, put together. Making sure my shirt is tucked in. Making sure that, oh, my God, my hair looks really... Like, I just need to know. Mm -hmm. And I and I need to know how I'm presenting to others. Okay, so and it the is opposite of neutrality, debilitating. I guess. Yeah. It is debilitating. Because, again, as we say, how much time could have been spent starting a revolution? Yeah, exactly. And not wondering if the pimple in the center of my forehead is as red as I think it is right now. You see that? It's not, it's not red. <laughs> <laughs> I'll zoom in. When but, <laughs> thank you. But it is one of those things where it's like, I personally know that I was raised around comments mm. about my body constantly and my weight and my size. I'm six foot two. So I've always been very conscious of my physical space that I'm taking up. And I struggle with that sort of thing, eating all these sorts of things. So I get that a lot of us will never get to body neutrality. I would fucking love to know what it feels like to be able to walk through the world and for one day and not think about it. Mm -hmm. I think that mo the majority of us are just wired, at least for the near future. Maybe when I'm 70. Yeah. Cool. I hope that as I get older, I move. I think that's what what has to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that when, especially women, when it goes the other way, it can just become more debilitating with age because you're so scared of aging. Yeah. I hope I lean into that. Yeah, I try to. But for me, like body, the reason I've achieved body neutrality, and I guess it's like never 100%, depends on the day, but is because of, it's because my I would never say my body is a marginalized body ever. Um, but I have, I'm like muscly and there's not very much representation of people with my body type. Mm. Um, 
And even though like when I was younger, I was like, oh, I'm so, I'm like so much bigger than like all of my friends in, you know, bigger than my skinny friends, I suppose is more <laughs> what it is more accurate, like big calves. Like I always had like big shoulders, big arms, etc. And I'm quite short. Um, and I have really big feet, which I used to hate mm. long toes. I've embraced that now. You have lovely long toes. So do I. Thank you. We have almost the same feet. Well, my foot is a men's size 13. Wow. Queen. So like I have struggled with shoes for a long time. I don't really own many shoes. We are both very stable on the ground. No, I'm not. You can never push us over. I'm always afraid of heights and I say it's because I'm further away from the ground than everyone else. Well, do you know do you know what though? What? So my partner is six three or six four. I stood on these boxes to like get up at his level and I was like, wow, I am so far from the ground. I am so scared. Like literally the perspective is so different. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyways. I am like, obviously I actually really love my height now. Like I've come to love it. Mm -hmm. But I think about this every day. Like we watch movies and everyone's like, oh my God, Adam Driver. Like, you know, all these people are such big men, the rock. I'm like the same height as these guys. Yeah. Like put me in a movie with them. They'll fucking look tiny. Yeah. But after those like perspective tricks, they'll be like, kind of stand way back. I'm pretty sure that like I could pick Zac Efron up and throw him over my shoulder if I tried. You probably could Queen. Thank you. Anyway, back to it. Anyway, back to it. Um, so my, and then like, everything that I had been, everything that like had made me look different as a kid. I, I don't want to say that. I don't want to pretend like I was insecure even in high school, but I was aware of the fact that like I did look different to a lot of the other girls at school anyway, but everything that made me different when I started powerlifting, everything that had made me like look different, made me like stronger and like, like very competitive yeah. in powerlifting. So it was that kind of arc that, helped me move into body neutrality and also like people's obsession with commenting on my body like and I know again I don't want to compare it to you know people in like plus size bodies will get com- you know comments all the time about how they should lose weight blah 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 it's not definitely not comparative um but people would react to me like I was like I don't know like a zoo creature <laughs> really <laughs> not to be dramatic but pe- people would be like oh my god wow what do you do are you a swimmer or like they'll just like have a conversation with me and then I'll and they'll be like, So what do you do for fun? What are your hobbies? And then I'll eventually say I'm a powerlifter and they're like, Oh, you're a powerlifter, that's why you have big muscles. And it's just like, excuse me, yeah. what and so my reaction to that is just like, What get mind your own business? Like just fuck off. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I guess everyone's journey is different, but that's why I personally prefer body neutrality because I prefer to like think about, and like as a person who still enjoys a lot of different types of exercise, I prefer to think about what my body can do. Yeah, for me. Than like what it looks like. Yeah, I get that. It's also really hard to find clothes, which really annoys me. Tell me about it. I've never been, I think I found one pair of jeans in my life that have done not done me dirty incredible queen i only wear stretchy clothes stretchy only yeah no non-stretch is cancelled i mean it's just absurd that we are not in marginalized bodies and it's hard for us to shop that's the thing you're the average clothes size we have, and you know what we can share clothes which is really fucked up it considering really our difference <laughs> oh yeah we wear the same size undies we found out the other day <laughs> yeah because i had my period and i bled through my undies but we had to do an interview so i got a pair of Kristen's undies and they were perfect. So romantic. So romantic. Um, Just TMI. But I think that's an important anecdote. It is. Because otherwise important. people would be like, 
How do you know that? How do you know? <laughs> we're just chit chatting. I mean, we could have gone to Bonds together. Anyway, for a little shop. We would <laughs> never do that. Story's shop. more realistic That's than us shopping so together. Disgusting. <laughs> Going to shops together. <laughs> something leisurely Ew. together. Yeah. No. Um, I also this is something I noticed when I was observing Gen Zs, not in a creepy way, the other day is like even though we appear to be moving forward into this like progressive world where we're like more accepting of everyone the fashions are getting less inclusive in my opinion Mm. like the shit that people are wearing now and it's not their fault it's the fashion industry obviously but you know that this like like weird like swing back to the 2000s yes and like last year or like in 2020 it was like a hint of like y2k vibes but this year it is gone y2k like the turn of the century year 2000 yeah like it was like the turn of like because you know i see that everywhere and i just never thought about it okay so when <laughs> so back in 1999 i don't know if you remember i don't um i don't remember it happening but i know i know about it everyone thought that all the computers were gonna crash i remember this that's why 2k so what's the fashion well it's like it's just what they call it. it's like 2000s fashion nice turn of the century fashion anyways so um but this year we've gone like serious like low rises back those like oh low rises <laughs> a sin those skirts that are like just a rectangle that like have no shape i know those are back they're so short too because when i try to because f- i'm very long <laughs> when i try to put those on i swear to god all lips are out <laughs> queen it's not good <laughs> i can't wear them i mean i couldn't even get them over my thighs Oh. And again, no stretch. Like this shit is the like the least inclusive stuff I have ever seen. Are they wearing belt dresses yet? Remember Gabriella and HSM two. Every dress was a belt dress. I'm pretty sure every single dress she wore was a belt dress. Though Never I mean, at all. least that's more inclusive. Belt dresses are not more inclusive. They're fucking disgusting. <laughs> if you didn't find us completely insufferable, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. You could also find us on Instagram at cheekmediaco or online at cheekmedia.com.au. Yes. That's the one. That's the one.